Welcome back to the first episode of season two of the Panhandle Portland podcast. My name is Chase Mendoza. And I'm Stetson Mendoza. And yeah, we're happy to be back. Sorry about the brief hiatus. We'll get into a bit of a recap on that. Um, This one, we just kind of wanted to let you guys know why we kind of took a bit of a break and some of the changes that we have coming up. And then kind of get into a bit of the scouting stuff that we have going on, but um, so far I'll start with the I'll start with the changes essentially, and we won't be on Podbean anymore. It was getting a little too expensive, and we're going to be bi-weekly, so we won't. It was getting a little too hard to keep track of all the editing, so just for us, we're going to drop it down to two weeks. But other than that, um, I moved. I'm here in Texas again, living in Canyon. And Stetson had a big move as well, didn't you? Yep, that's the reason. That was the big thing is we, I'm, I moved. I built a barndo and um, started a new job. Chase started a new job. Brandon, he's still in Colorado. It became hectic. That's why... The intro right off the bat you already knew it was different yeah without brandon's name but um rip he'll still be involved whenever he can um he's just got a lot of stuff going on and um so as far as his deal he'll still be around and then we're going to introduce uh Raylio. he'll be the new as far as the face he's it's still a familiar face because if you go on the facebook page Whenever we first had the intro to everyone who's part of the crew, Rayleigh will be on there. Um, so he, he'll still be a familiar face, and he'll be more part of it, and then we'll have other guests. And basically season two is just going to be working out the kinks. Yeah. That way, next year, then we can really just full-on go. And so the first season was us just trying to get used to what we're getting used to. And then, yeah, we took a six-month break, but we'll be back in full swing, I Yeah. Believe. Which we never wanted to quit, and thank thank goodness to all you people that were still sending us messages and talking about how much you're enjoying listening and all that stuff. We, we were never planning on quitting. It was just take a step back, regroup, and go at it with a better head is essentially what we were wanting to do. And I mean, you can, hopefully you can tell by the recording that it is better because we're actually recording in together instead of over the phone so we're slowly trying to make this a better more professional thing and you guys supporting us by you know just talking and sending us messages and liking us on facebook that type of stuff really really does help yeah it's still really building in full swing the Mm -hmm. facebook page and we never stopped answering on messenger we still had a couple people that were messaging us and we were quick to respond i mean there's usually four of us that are monitoring that which is good and we're just going to keep trying to just maybe get us to post something every other day or every day to where we can keep it going. But, I mean, now that hunting season's back, hunting season won't be back until September, but scouting season's starting. Yep. And so we'll be really getting after it. And that's kind of what we'll talk about, I guess, a little bit on this one, too, is scouting and what we're going to be doing to prep for hunting season. Yeah, and I guess a good way to be kind of start off with that would be uh... – what we, cold one. <laughs> oh yeah. 
and uh, what we kind of have planned. So, uh, for the most part, uh, I'll let Stetson go ahead and get in on that one, on what we have planned for the hunting season. So far, um, the scouting is starting right now. Uh, that's whenever it's, I believe it's early March, whenever they start getting ready to grow their antlers and usually every year we start around early august um because we we're mainly spot and stock but we do have a few feeders and those feeders will get going around august but this year we were already starting early and that's just because we're trying because of all the rain we've had we came straight out of like a 10-year flood yeah and so these deer are not they're where they bed they already have what they need and so it'll take a while for them to get so we've been putting corn and hopefully they'll start going to it but then also with us starting earlier this year with everything going on and bushels being raised and corn's outrageous mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's kind of defeats the purpose of us starting earlier because now we have to buy more corn but i think if we start getting the deer in the groove and that's what we'll be doing is basically just going out and scouting, looking for sheds. It's a perfect time to shed hunt because um, then that way you can scout while you're shed hunting. Mm -hmm. And we'll be doing that a little bit in New Mexico. And um, I guess to kind of recap of last year, I think we stopped in December, wasn't it? Yeah. And uh, so after December, I think after our last podcast, Abigail, I don't know if we talked about it on the latest one, but she, she dropped a big 10 point. He was around the 140 range. And um, so that was exciting. I still didn't get anything. Had, 2020 still kicked my butt. And I didn't shoot a dang thing. You never got anything, did you? I got two ducks and two dove, and that was it. The duck I never got yeah. to recover. <laughs> so so our, mean... 20, our, 2020, <laughs> our 2020, for the most part, was shot. Um, but, I mean, we still kept on as far as... Uh, hunting a little bit afterwards i know we got really busy with our um move the whole moving situation and everything else but uh this year we'll be able to actually we're all somewhat settled in me and chase are closer a radio lives next door too so this year we'll be able to actually be really getting after it and so instead of it just everybody just hearing abigail shooting this abigail shooting that yeah. me and abigail doing this me and abigail doing that well now We'll all get a little we'll all piece be able of that to do something. because it, it, our season's going to start really early this year. Yeah, because August we'll have Chase going to have a pronghorn tag in New Mexico. Yep. So that'll be exciting. Yep. Me and Abigail, we'll go August fourteenth through the sixteenth. It's never opened up for the first unit that we were wanting to hunt. And if we don't get anything, then that following week, the 21st through the 23rd, I believe, um, is for the second unit that we are wanting to hunt. And then that'll yeah. be that'll be for our pronghorn, and then you'll be up next with your uh, archery mule deer, right? Yes. That's September, I think it's the 1st through the 24th. It'll be private land only mule deer in the unit that I'll be hunting and I'll be trying to go after that big one that we saw um, last year which is our neighbor found the shed of him so we know he's in the area and so if you watched that first YouTube video and you've seen a couple pictures that I've posted about talking about the spy point cameras 
he's he's on there. He's the one that I've just kept him and that white tail. I've just kept posting yeah. and posting and posting because <laughs> th- th- last year was the first year we started this um, Panhandle Poorland, and then that's the first year that I've seen probably the biggest mule deer of my life and the yeah. biggest white tail of my life. And so it's, I mean, I say it's the biggest white tail. A bunch of my family members have shot monsters, but this one's right there with them. Yeah. And uh, if you know me, I always just, I usually settle for the meat. Mm. And because, uh, I mean, that's what we're about is just basically trying to just get a hunt, just get meat on the table. And, um, yeah, this is one of the biggest whitetails that I've if you set my eyes on. I was going to say, if you did take him down, would that be the biggest whitetail you've that ever taken down? That will be the biggest whitetail that I've ever taken down. Damn. That'd yeah. be nice. Which is, which is the big, off. honestly, the biggest <laughs> whitetail that I've ever, I guess, looked through with binoculars. And saw, like, in person. Is the one that Abigail got. Oh, gotcha. And so when she got that one, that's, that's a one and done. Yeah. Put that in the books because she, she was so pumped about that and I, that blew my mind. I could not believe, I, while I was standing there holding its rack, I was just looking at it and I just looked at Abigail and I was like, oh, we got this big <laughs> bug. I cannot believe this. I was like, you took this dude down. And he's, I mean, right next to Steven's 17-pointer. He's oh, just damn. as wide, just as thick. He just doesn't have 17 points. He's a perfect 10. And damn. that's exactly what I've always went after. I love the symmetrical bucks. I've, I've talked about it time and time before in the first season. But I love symmetrical bucks. The the um, non-tip or non-tip. I love typicals, what I guess I should say. The, the non-typical ones, I don't mind them. But if you were to set a 160 class typical and then you have like a 180 class non-typical i'm gonna take that one it just looks better he just looks more genuine yeah i don't know if it's the ocd yeah (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah so anyways that's what our plan is gonna be is um me doing that archery hunt and we'll be doing a big dove hunt too Mm mm-hmm and then we'll be trying to get... We're going to try to do some more public. We talked about it last year, but we didn't get to get on any public land. Well, and I'll talk about this on a later episode, but I think I know of some for duck and for some bird. I don't know. I know of the land and what the person that told me what they hunted on it but as for what can be hunted on it, I still have to go and look. But I do know so know of some. But I will save that for a later episode because this one we're just kind of recapping. So whenever we're done recording, I will talk to you about it. Which, uh, Quell, we already talked about that. Uh, or we haven't, but we're... Uh, New Mexico, I want to get more involved with just... So we're going to be doing a, a pronghorn hunt, two pronghorn hunts. We're going to be doing the, the mule deer hunt just like we did last year. That's all me and Abigail did. We have about 100 acres out there, and all we've been doing is hunting um, mule deer. And mm-hmm. so this year I was like, there's tons of pronghorn, there's tons of quail, and quail's going to be November 5th. It's actually November 15th to February 15th. So oh, we dang. have a yeah. whole 
like three months just to nice. really get out there and we'll be able to shoot quail and then pheasant i haven't seen much pheasant there but uh pheasant season i think it's in december sometime and so we'll be able to hunt that because that's what i found out i talked to uh one of the wildlife game managers there mm. in albuquerque and that's when he was telling me he was telling me that um you all you got to do is purchase your uh game hunting license and it's like 60 something bucks there for new mexico which is that's what i'll be getting chase will be getting abigail will be getting just so we can because you have to purchase that firsthand and that comes with all small game and upland birds oh nice and so that's where we'll be able to hunt quail rabbits um i think doves in that and then there i think duck and pheasant might be i don't know because i haven't uh, duck is more of the migratory they usually keep it i away, think it's migratory though too yeah as far as in new mexico because i don't know if there's a lot the only reason why I'm thinking this, it might not be, is because when you actually go to the website and you're looking up your types of license, um, they don't have a... They don't have one for migratory? They have turkey, but they don't have a spot to actually look up... Um, for duck and goose. Which is, that's what I was asking the guy about quail. Because I sat there and I said, hey, where is well and he said well that's part of your game hunting license i said oh okay so so what else is part of that because unlike texas if you see a mountain lion you can just smoke it oh yeah and in new mexico you have to have a tag yep to shoot it i did know that one but if i remember correctly let me look i'm kind of yeah which I mean, I can go ahead and go off on a little bit of a tangent, but, uh, yeah, so the pronghorn hunt is going to be maybe not my only big hunt for myself. Um, I may try to get mule deer here in Texas. I'm still kind of on the fence about that one because whenever I moved over here, technically I'm still a non-resident because I didn't move over with enough time to be considered a resident, so I'm going to have to hunt Texas out of state, which... It's sucks <laughs> yeah so it's like okay i'm going to be hunting new mexico out of state do i really want to turn around and spend about the same amount of money to hunt in texas out of state which sucks i may end up doing it but i may just end up just doing just the birds because it's going to be cheaper but i mean who knows it does suck but texas old glory texas oh yeah you, the red white and blue five deer you can shoot yeah, almost everything. It's, it's and and it's, your, it's about it's the same the price money. as getting one tag for one animal in the other states. But on top of that, it's, yeah, it's going to be hectic. But I did look in the federal, It's you got to get a federal dunk stamp. Yeah. It says the day of purchase, you can um, shoot 45 days from the date okay. when you purchased it. So I just have to look to see when the season is because it didn't show me when the season was. So, but I mean, I I haven't seen much duck. I just know there's a lot of dove. Well, is there a good a is there dove. a good pond over there? Uh, right now there actually is because not only did what? Texas did we come out of a ten year rain. They, they they're in San Hone. San Hone's literally 
I mean, it's an hour away from the Panhandle of Texas, and yeah. they got everything and then some. Damn. Every dirt tank is full. So, usually, in the state of New Mexico, you can't bait deer. Mm-hmm. So, I would just put my camera at a watering hole. Uh-huh. And I would see the deer. But there's about three watering holes within three miles or four miles. Gotcha. Now, there's three watering holes within 30 yards. <laughs> oh, God dang. So, it is literally everywhere there's standing water. And it's going to be like that because even this summer, there ain't going to be much records. I looked I looked in the future all the way till August, and I don't know if we're going to hit a 100-degree day. Well, with, uh, with duck, it doesn't really matter if they're there now. If you have a good spot with you want good coverage because duck and goose they have great fucking eyesight Mm -hmm. so you want all that cover on it you set some decoys in there and then on the days whenever the wind is blowing from the north to the south while they're migrating they stop so that's where you get that's where they come in so even though you don't see them now if you have a good pond and you wake up early enough and set everything out there and you have a bunch of people with calls going off to make it seem like that pond is active as hell mm-hmm. oh yeah they'll stop and then you can unload 30 freaking shells in a minute <laughs> we, need, we need to look then because honestly i mean which i, I believe we'll go scout i know me and Abigail are supposed to be going this weekend and i'm thinking next weekend or maybe the weekend after at least before august i think me and you should take a day trip that way i can get your feet wet on new mexico land as far as where we're at okay the borders and stuff so we can kind of get the feel of it that way once you'll know exactly what i'm talking about when i say hey i saw this pronghorn here here and here yeah but i probably won't be back until we go hunt yeah and so so that last day we go scout we probably won't be back until the day or the morning of us actually pronghorn hunting but you know there's a huge water tank that's south like straight dead south almost a quarter mile from the home place and that's probably where you can get a bunch of duck so i guess we need to look and see at that yeah but there's in i mean that, that's what we have we have we honestly have we'll, we'll do the benefits of getting your standard game hunting license yeah because if you're going to go ahead and get your hunting license, even if it's for Texas, you might as well take advantage and say, you know what, I'm oh, going to yeah. shoot five deer. <laughs> because I'm going to spend the money, might as well go after exactly. it. Exactly. And a lot, of, a lot of places do that with the draws. Like with Arizona, you have to buy the license to enter the draw. But with that license comes all the small game and upland bird. Might as well. Might as well. You, you, you bought it. You have all, all the right to go and do it. So may as well go and do it get a bang for your buck yeah and so multiple bangs for your buck and that way you can have different sources of meat on your table mm-hmm that's for sure which i need to get you some of that all dead meat yeah i need to try to do something with that because i'm thinking like it we talked about it we <laughs> talked about it last season yeah we talked about it in another episode <laughs> and yeah i got some i got some plans if i do take down a take down a pronghorn do some do some Mexican food, do some different recipes with that, some barbacoa, make some burritos. I've, I've, I kind of have some ideas. I better I be good smoking that. it. Get a little bit of that taste out. You can do pronghorn nuggets because a lot of people don't like mule deer because of how 
gamey sour, it is. Yeah, how gamey it is. And that sour taste, so a lot of people just soak it in buttermilk and boom. Yeah. And that's what I thought about doing, was doing the whole entire backstrap of the Aldad in buttermilk. I just haven't. When I made jerky out of it and then I tried it, it just, it, it burnt me up. Gotcha. And so pronghorn, I've had jerky from pronghorn, it wasn't that bad. Uh, I was going to say, the one that, I remember the one that you took down, you had some some of the snack sticks made out of, because a little bit after that was never me and dad. Remember where we went and it was your grandpa's barn, we were playing pool and both of our dads got drunk and started dancing to Cruel Summer like like crazy. <laughs> cool <your>, banana rama. <laughs> it may not have been yours, actually, now that I think about it, because it was taken out of the fridge at the barn, so it could have been one of the other blends. Yeah, because but he Mont, took those snack sticks ha- out. Yeah. That was antelope. He probably had his, one of his antelope because they take theirs, the blends take theirs to go, but we're pinheading formula and we're poor. Yeah. <laughs> so we do it all ourselves. Um, I've tried to make meat sticks before, even deer on a dehydrator. Um, I'll have actually more access to because we're building a facility for beef, and so I'll be learning all the tips and tricks of that. To where I can buy me a smaller meat grinder. I can buy me oh, a nice. smaller slicer to where... Well, I have a slicer right now, but at least to I where I can start too. doing meat sticks. Yeah. Do you have a meat grinder? Yeah, I have a meat grinder and it actually has the, the fitting for the meat sticks and for the tube to make sausage. Oh, man. Yeah. I just need to bring it over here one of these days, yeah, honestly. We, we need to start... Because we're actually going to kill a beef to practice. Oh, nice. And I want to do a lot of it hamburger. Ooh, because yeah. a lot of the processing facilities here, they put bone in their hamburger, and I can't stand it. Yeah, me neither. That's the reason why we're building a whole entire facility. Nothing's worse just than... because there's bone in the hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Nothing's worse than biting into a double cheeseburger and almost breaking a tooth. Oh yeah, uh. it's it's so aggravating, and it stresses me out because panhandle meat processing, which is the business we're gonna have, it. I guess I might as well throw out a deal real quick oh yeah plug yourself man <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'll plug real quick but that's the reason why we're opening that is because well because of the demand after post-covid everything post-covid that's the reason like corn prices have gotten so high and everything else is just materials but um one of the biggest things that scares me right now is we have to use a different since we're building the facility we already have the cattle we already have the market. The only thing is the processing and a lot of these places that we're using that are local, they they don't package it right. They're they're getting so big or they're getting so careless, they're going so quick because it's, the demand is there. Yeah. So they can't really slow down to really take their time, which is gotcha. that's, that's all I'm going to be doing. Even if I work long hours of the night, that's exactly what I'll be doing is um, – as long as I have the inspector there and he's willing to wait, I'm going to take my time to make sure that's what that you know we don't mess up and we don't have bone in the meat, and yeah. that's what a lot of these other companies are doing. But since we have to contract that out basically per se mm-hmm. to outsource it to have somebody else process our meat, that's what we're selling. That's yeah. us. So right now they're like panhandle meat processing. They're selling meat with bone in it and hamburger, yeah. and I don't want that to stick to them. So that's why I've been on the fence of waiting to use our name. Right now we're using a different source, yeah. which is 
an, another source that we're using and um panhandle meat processing i don't want to put that name on that package until i'm the one that has actually yeah. inspected it. it did it know yeah. exactly what's going on to it and so that's why we're going to try to get some in here to really practice on but yeah. besides that tangent um so that's what we have planned is all those hunts and then of course normal archery is going to open in october and but as for right now that's what we're going to be doing is scouting and because right now is the perfect time to scout because you can actually see what's going to be big and what is start learning the patterns instead of having to I know a lot of people that don't have the chance, especially on public land. Um, around here you could, but I know a lot of guys that get these big hunts and then they usually go for a week or two weeks, but that's because they at least want about two or three days to scout. Yeah. To learn the pattern. Yep. But if you have access to public land that's close or you have private land, that then start scouting now. Mm-hmm. Because it, it, it's never too early to really learn what their patterns are. So that way, if you are like most of us are like me, you're a spot and stock guy, you can actually understand where they're moving and why they're moving. Mm -hmm. I, I, we're really going to have to in New Mexico this year just because of the rain. And they yeah. have so many different food sources. Everything's grown a foot a day, it seems like. Every, yeah. I mean... It is unreal. It's actually a good problem to have. Yeah. A really good problem to have because we, most years we're just bitching about droughts. And so now that we're not bitching about that, now we're bitching about the rain, which I guess honestly is a good thing. But Yeah. But. It sucks. Yeah, I was talking to somebody about that at work. <laughs> like, it, it sucks to complain about it, but. <sighs> It, would it hurt to spread it out? <laughs> Does it all have yeah. to be all in one week or all, one yeah. day? It's been like a, <laughs> like a month ratio, like the month of June. Mm -hmm. We've just been caked with like three flash floods. We literally have received a 10-year rain in one month. Yeah. And it happens to be when we're building everything and we're trying to live our best lives, I guess. Yeah. But, hey... It's all, it'll be all for the better, and it's for a reason, too, so. Once some, we get over that hump, I think we'll be all right. I was going to say, some things that weren't got through adversity just aren't worth getting. Where's the live-by? Where's the live-by? I'm tired of receiving it, though. <laughs> but, yeah, so, that's, that's going to be a challenge for us this year, too. I honestly think there'll be a lot of wildlife, though. And if we do happen to see them and we do happen to cross their pass, they're not going to be small. No. Especially with all the water they with receive. All, all the Yeah, all their nutrition. I think, yeah, that's going to be the hardest part is just finding which water source they're going to. Because it seems like with with all this rain and stuff and how you were saying that there's, like, now three ponds where there used to be one small one, it's mm -hmm. like, they could go here, here, or here now instead of they were always going here. <laughs> so like, what's going to be hard is I'll probably get to put my camera up and be like a couple days and be like, oh, didn't go there. we got to take a shotgun trip back. We've got to haul butt back. Let's move the camera over here. We've got to haul butt over here. We've got to yeah. move the camera over here. Just because you got to try to find. That's why the best thing will be is just scout. Just 
yeah. look for their tracks. Follow tracks. Follow um, where they're grubbing, just anything. And then just put your camera yep. in that trail and start watching. Over here, since we're so close to some land that we have, we're blessed to be able to hunt over here, it's not so bad because we can check that every day if we wanted to. Yeah. I mean, I have a spot where I can stand on top of the house I just built and look yeah. across there and say, all right, I can see those deer. They're moving across this way, this way, this way, this way, but it's not always that factor. Which is what I was actually, you kind of reminded me of something I was going to bring up when we were talking about the being able to go out with public land and go and check and all that stuff. Um, we, we all work. We're all blue collar. So we're speaking to those type of people that are just like us that have uh, six to six day or sometimes six to seven day job. Uh, just, and I know it's hard, but you just got to make time. And a lot of times, like whenever I was over in Colorado and a lot of the hunting land was right on the way to the feed yard, wake up an hour ahead. So I could go by and at least kind of check something out, sit and use my binoculars for a little bit. Or same thing with going home, just take a little bit of time out of there. So I was just going to kind of say that. Like, sometimes I know a lot yeah. of people are like, make time. Well, I know it's do hard. Do you have but... kids? Yes, we have kids. Do you have wives? Yes, we have wives. It's just lucky for us, we have kids and wives that like to hunt. Yeah, I was going to say, my (laughs) wife doesn't like to hunt, but she likes likes, to be involved. Yeah, she likes, yeah. Invite them, you never know. My wife, she has no want to kill anything, but she loves to go hunting with me because she gets to see animals, she takes pictures, and she's in the outdoors. So. And she's raising a little hunter. Exactly. Woodrow, of course, he. He's not quiet by any means, <laughs> and he is one of the worst hunting partners, but he is he is the best hunting partner. He's a lot of fun. But no, just take them. But Well, I think that's probably good for the first episode, kind of. I'm sure you guys understand what, why, and I hope you, I at least hope you understand why we kind of took a hiatus, and welcome, welcome us back. Go on to Facebook, like, comment, all that stuff. And like I said, we'll be on Spotify. We'll be a Spotify exclusive. Uh, We may try to get on iTunes. It's a little bit more difficult. There's some some other stuff. But Spotify is free to use, and it's also free for us to post. So that's why it's kind of the best option for us right now. And I know it's hectic to... When you click on that video and it says download that app, but the app's free, yeah. And that's the times we live in now. Just download it, yeah. Just download it, click the app, and then even if it's just us, you listen to it. You can see a whole bunch more content. So once you have it, you're like, hey, that's awesome. Yeah. After you get done listening to our episode, then you can go. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but alrighty, well, we'll catch you guys in a couple of weeks.